Welcome to Handwriting Secrets Revealed on TalkZone.com, the show that's all about handwriting analysis. Now, here's your host, Dave Grayson. You are at the right place, Handwriting Secrets Revealed. I'm Dave Grayson, and we're here to talk about handwriting analysis. And on today's show, we're going to talk about uh, getting to know the real you. The first one to run past you, our website, HandwritingSecretsRevealed.com. Be sure to check it out. There's nine different areas you can look at. The first one talks about um, how to avoid a $50,000 hiring mistake, and that's mainly for uh, employment places and entrepreneurs. Uh, it's been noted that the biggest problem that businesses have, the biggest losses, are in hiring the wrong person. They hire somebody, they spend a lot of money training them and putting uh, everything together, and then six months, a year, a year and a half, two years, it doesn't work out. So we're here to help you to find the best person for the particular position you're looking for. It isn't to exclude people. It's find the best one that fits into your criterion. We just don't reach out of the sky and look and say, well, this would be a good candidate. We ask you what are the requirements you need to fulfill and then we find a person uh, that you have interviewed and talked to, and we look at their handwriting and find the best person that would fit into that particular position. Another one is uh, job seekers. If you're looking for a job and you're, you know, now's a difficult time to find a job. There just aren't many out there. You go to job fairs and uh, different booths and different places to find out uh, possibility of jobs. But it's good to get an understanding of yourself. What can you offer to them? So often people go to a job and, well, they just want a paycheck. And the companies have the ability now to really sort through all the candidates and pick who they want. They just don't have to grab a warm body. They can be very selective. So what we do is we help you understand yourself, find your top qualities, so you can present yourself in a very factual and informative position to somebody who you would like to have them employ you. So it isn't just a helter-skelter thing. It's really coming in with uh, definite statements and things that you can make to help you find that right job. Another one we work with and you'll find on our website is what we call compatibility, and that's maybe you want to date somebody, you want to marry somebody, you want to join up with a business partnership with somebody, Maybe you just want to look for somebody with um, uh, help or assistance or guidance. Well, what we do is we'll see if they're compatible for you, if they match up. So what we like to do is get your handwriting or and the other person's handwriting and see if the compatibility is good. Sometimes it's within an office place. You have several people that uh, aren't working well together. And what we can do, we can do an analysis of each and kind of fine-tune it to help you to help those people get along better. What are the strengths and what what are the weaknesses of each? So we can build upon that to make it um, very profitable for the company and uh, helpful to get better uh, in success and uh, more things out of your employees. So it's a great way to do things is to find out the other person's strengths or weaknesses. And we don't go after weaknesses, well, this person can't do this, this, and this, and this. It's just kind of building upon the strong points of that person and maybe feeding into that. Maybe it's um, you're looking at dating or marrying somebody. A good way to find out about the other person, how they react to you, how you might react to them. It's not going to be the cure-all, of course, and I certainly don't want you to base your friendship, your love affairs, your marriage on handwriting analysis. But what we do is we allow you to really get and understand and know the other person, know what bugs them, what doesn't bug them, what upsets them, what won't upset them, what makes them uh, happy or makes them want to uh, do things for you. It's just a better way. You know, sometimes we have to go through two, three, four, five years of marriage before we really learn about the other person. Well, having the handwriting analyzed of you and them, you can just cut that time so short and really get a better feel for each other and how each other reacts to given situations. One of the 
most frequently ways that we help people is just to find out the basic personality of an individual. They want to know more about themselves. It might be curiosity. It might be because they really have a definite reason they want to fine-tune themselves. Well, they just ask for a personality profile, and that's what we do a lot. You send us a a handwriting. um, You can send anything you write, or we'll send you a copy of what to write, and then we send you back a six, seven, eight-page analysis of that writing. And it really helps to fill the different voids that you might have of thinking about what you can do and what you can't do and what your talents are and and what your weak points are. So we can really help you with with that. So personal development, as I said, is probably the most important and most used way of handwriting analysis. You get a personality profile. There's a lot of different ways to do it. There's a short form where we could just kind of breeze you through a few things. You maybe want something very definite. Uh, so we can help you out with that. All this is located on our website, handwritingsecretsrevealed.com. Another area we cover is vocational. You're not sure what you want to do. You're not sure what your talents are. You have some, but you're not sure where your strengths are. We can take your handwriting and analyze it through many different um, components of requirements for the scientific area, the business area, the cultural area. Uh, we can just help you place yourself in an area that would be most beneficial to your common traits. You can certainly work outside those common traits, but it's much more difficult and much harder to get into something if you're not really a part of it. But if it's kind of in your bones to run a business or in your feelings to be a mechanical person of some sort, to build things, create things, design things, fix things. Maybe it's in scientific, the scientific area. You'd like or like to be a doctor, uh, a statistician, a lawyer, whatever. We can take your handwriting and run it through a, a lot of different traits that we look at and kind of come up with where it would you would be best to place yourself in looking for a job. And the other thing that it helps is if you really know what your specialized area is, then you can present yourself much better to a company because you have a vested interest because that's not only the interest of the company or the corporation you want to work for, but it's also an interest to you. Another place we have a lot of success with is in analyzing children's writings. Uh, Parents are panicky for so many reasons because the children aren't doing well in school. They may be being bullied or they are bullied. Maybe they just uh, don't have any self-confidence. They're sensitive. Every time somebody says something, they run and they cry and they're frustrated. And and we can help. We can find out exactly what's bugging the children and, and how they can improve themselves. We can also look at ways to help them get better grades. Uh, there's a certain thinking process, a, thir- a certain thinking pattern, certain things in the writing that we can help them increase and improve that will allow them to get better grades, to, to realize that they can learn, that they are open to different ideas and new ideas and ways they can analyze something or investigate a certain area. So if you want to help your child in any way, we certainly that's what we do. Another way in children is to just, you know, sometimes they're, you just want to find out about the child and, and how they, how, how they're doing and how they feel about themselves. Well, we can help in a, a great deal in doing children's handwriting. And we do a lot of work with children and their handwriting. So, uh, don't ignore that area. Sometimes, um, you'll be surprised at the talents that your child has. Another way is uh, finding out what your ancestors were really like. I was getting into the genealogy. And in looking up ancestry, we find out so much information about the physical information about someone, where they lived, uh, what they did, who their friends were, the different family relations. But that doesn't tell us about the person themselves. How, the, how do they 
present themselves? What's their personality? Are they outgoing? Are they introverted? Are they um, worry about things all the time? So we can certainly look at the old script that you have of um, that you might have discovered of your ancestors, and we can certainly build the the emotional and the actual personality of that person. So you not only have the factual, you have the actual. And that's um, a great way that uh, we can help you. And, again, that's on our website, Handwriting Secrets Revealed. <clears throat> you know, there's a lot of talk, and we're going to talk next week somewhat about cursive handwriting. Should it be taught? Should it be taught? Uh, that's a fight going on back and forth right now. More, m- most schools, a majority of schools really are decreasing, if not eliminating, the time that's spent in learning to do cursive. Many school districts now hand the student in kindergarten or first grade an iPad. And, of course, from that point on, they, they type everything. Uh, so handwriting analysis, or excuse me, handwriting cursive is not being taught as it was. So, um, but they're finding more and more now that there's a, a part of the brain that's not the coordination part of the brain is not really being uh, adapted and trained and strengthened as well without cursive. So we'll talk somewhat about that. There's a lot to talk about in that area of cursive. But, um, you know, through cursive we have different uh, processes you do, different strokes to write and movements to make to stimulate the brain. There's also a, um, a number of uh, handwriting courses to learn how to write cursive. Printing uh, is often done in first and second grade, and cursive begins maybe second, third grade. But there's a, the New American Handwriting Script. That's a great, great uh, way to learn handwriting in the privacy of your own home. Sometimes uh, parents want the child to learn to write, but schools don't teach it. So go to our website, go to Cursive Handwriting, and will direct you to the right place. Many home school students are taught cursive handwriting and uh, along with the keyboarding skills. So it's very important to learn cursive and to do cursive, and we'll talk about the stimulation of the brain on that uh, next week. Uh, another thing we want we talk about on the website is what we call change your handwriting, change your life. The, it's called graphotherapy. In other words, you you make the letter R a certain way. Well, if you want to change certain characteristics, we'll show you different ways to make the R that fit that that type of personality or that type of knowledge or that type of desire. So it's a it's a great field. It's an open field. It's a wonderful field. It's very personalized. We take your own personal handwriting and adjust it and tweak it and work at it to help you. Uh, We do a lot of work with signatures. The signature of a writing is how you want to appear to others. So we can work on your signature so that you will begin to appear to others the way you want to appear. Sometimes we don't always put our best foot forward. Sometimes we're not sure which our best foot is. So we can do that through handwriting analysis and we can help you. So I strongly urge you to take a look at our website, Handwriting Secrets Revealed. We cover all those areas. Under each area, there's a spot where you can download uh, more information about each one. So um, lots of information on the website. We have lots more information for you. We're going to take a break. We'll be back after a few moments. And now, more handwriting secrets revealed on TalkZone.com. Here's Dave Grayson. Welcome back. HandwritingSecretsRevealed.com. I'd like to talk a little bit about getting to know the real you. If we want to build up our strength, we look into bodybuilding. If we want to increase our knowledge, we look into schooling. If we want to be healthier, we learn more about nutrition. We discover building our personality through handwriting analysis 
And that's what we're going to talk about now. We will look today at some of the forces necessary to achieve. It's really a triad. The triad is goal setting, willpower, and determination. If we are strong and we know our strengths in these three traits, success will follow. Goal setting is probably the most important of the three. It's a powerful process for thinking about your ideal future and for motivating yourself to learn your vision for the future and to turn ideas into a reality. Setting goals help you to choose where you want to get in life and knowing what you want to achieve. That's so important. It allows you to concentrate then on your efforts in that direction. Successful businesses and successful people and high achievers all know precisely the goals they want to achieve, and they write them down on a piece of paper. That's very important. By setting precise goals, success is then measurable. There are several ways to set goals. In your mind, we need to create a picture of the goal you wish to achieve. It's, it's really as important to kind of just sit back and you might say daydream, but dream and try to picture that goal, whatever it is, no matter how far out or how unusual or different it is, visualize it. It's important not to take the goal too far into the future. Uh, maybe 10 years is the best you can do, but think about the goal you'd like to reach in a couple years. That's probably the standard way of doing it. Because if you go out too far, then it's you haven't taken the steps in between. Uh, Beyond that number of 10 or so, there are too many variables. Once you have the big picture goal in your mind, and that's important to make it very clear, you then break that down into smaller achievable parts. That's a big part of the game plan. Game plan. So often people think of a great goal and then they stop. That's the end. They never reach it because they didn't take the steps necessary to get there. The small steps are really the necessary ingredient to get that big goal. You can't do it without the small steps. So many people think of the big goal and they just want it placed in front of them. It doesn't, of course, work that way. Finally, you need to set a date to begin working on the small goals and a date you plan on reaching the big goal. Dates are very important. It's, it's reading, writing the dates is just as important as writing the goals on a piece of paper. Now you can adjust those dates as you go along, but setting dates and time frames and goals help you reach something because you, you Reach something and then you reward yourself. You reach something else and reward yourself. I found, especially in in working with people, uh, post-it notes are so helpful because you put something you want to do on a post-it note, and when you complete it, you take that post-it note and you throw it away. You have completed the project. It takes one thing off of your mind, one thing's off of your shoulders, one thing's off of your worries. So. It's it's a great way to work, piecemeal. Take one step at a time. Beginning is probably the most important step because we all plan on something. We're going to do this. We're going to be able to achieve this, but we keep putting it off. Well, next week. Well, I got something to do next month. Maybe I'll do, well, Christmas is coming up. Maybe I'll wait till January. Maybe I'll wait till May. Summer's coming. Always an excuse down the line to not make a first step. So make that first step, and it'll change your life. It really will. Take weekly assessments of your success and keep a written log. You know, a great thing people do is keep logs, daily logs on what they do, kind of a, a story of their life, a short diary. But have a separate booklet, a separate paper, a separate binder for your goals. And each week, Write down what you've succeeded. If you haven't succeeded at anything, write down nothing succeeded this week because that's all going to fit into the whole pattern of what you're trying to accomplish. So, again, take the weekly assessment and keep the written log of those accomplishments. It's really important. And as you navigate through this process, you may have to adjust your smaller goals or rethink the big picture. That's natural. That's why you set 
the idea, the thought in your mind of the big goal, but getting there is going to be a lot of roadblocks. So you set up minor items that you want to achieve, and so you hit these minor roadblocks instead of hitting the huge roadblocks. But it's just normal and natural that you're going to have to change as you move along. If you continue in this process, your goals will become clearer to you. And that's kind of sometimes the biggest thing is making the goal clear. We can think back of, oh, I want to be ahead of my own corporation and I'm going to build widgets and we're going to be successful. Well, you need to put all this down on paper with starting dates, uh, different assessments to make sure you're going to reach that goal. And as you do, it will become much clearer. There's a website called mindtools.com, mindtools.com, which uses a mnemonic SMART, S-M-A-R-T. And SMART stands for, the S is for specific or significant, the M is for measurable or meaningful, the A is for attainable or action-orientated, and T is for time-bound or trackable. And if you really want to learn how to set goals and put your goals into motion, uh, that MindsetTools.com is a great website. An example of a good goal, instead of, I want to own my own company, it's more powerful to say, my company, whatever you name it, will be operating by January 13th, eight years from today. That's going to help you begin to achieve the goals. It's not just kind of a nebulous thing. All of a sudden now you have set down specific goals and ideas. When we place the T crossings on the T stem, where we cross the T, that's where we set our goals. The higher the crossing of the goal, uh, excuse me, the higher crossing of the T, the higher the goal is set. So you have a, you make the word the, spell the word the, T-H-E. And where you cross the T is where you set your goals. Majority of people have average goals, so they set it about halfway up, maybe two-thirds of the way up. The higher up you set that bar on the T is where you set your goals. Now, if you set your goals in the far distance, then your T crossings are going to be almost at the top of the T. So write the word two. T-O or T-W-O and cross the T and see where you put that T crossing. Again, if it's right at the top of the T stem, uh, you're good at setting long-distance goals. You're not good at setting short-distance goals. So you can realize that you're going to be able to have this long-range goal, but setting those shorter goals are going to be very difficult for you because that's not part of your, your being. If you set, if you cross the T low on the T stem, then you're going to have a hard time setting this big goal because that's not the way you work. You take today, tomorrow, maybe the next day. You don't worry about next month or next year. People who cross their T's at the very top, they're planning for eight, ten months from now, not two days from now. They don't know what they're going to do two days from now, but they know that six months from now they're going to do such and such. So, again, the higher you cross the T, the 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 more distance the goal is for you. Now, the little ex- two exceptions. If you cross the T above the T stem, so you're not even touching the T stem, those are daydreamers. You're not going to reach your goal. You've, you've decided way beyond your capabilities. You, you're in college. You want to become senior class president. Well, you never joined a club. You never became active in anything. You don't socialize. You want that goal, but you're not going to get it. You're daydreaming way out of your realm. You're not even touching that T-stem, so you're not really in reality. You wrote the word the, but you didn't even cross your T within the area of the word, so you're way out of whack as far as what you're trying to achieve. So bring that T-crossing down. The other thing is people who write the word the, T-H-E, and then their crossing on the T is very low. If the crossing on the T is very low, you don't set hardly any goals at all. You get up in the morning and you don't know what you're going to wear, you don't know what you're going to do, you don't have any plans made, or you don't like to make plans because you always figure they're going to get 
goofed up anyway. So you don't set many goals at all if you cross your T low. So you need to know that. If you're not a futuristic person, you just deal at the moment, not even uh, three, four hours, just at the particular moment. So, again, goal setting is so important that um, uh, it's it's a big part of everybody's day and everybody's life. Uh, a few additional tips on achieving goals. Write positive statements. Being positive is very important. When you create a goal, write your goals in a very positive statement. It's better to say, I will employ experienced workers, rather than say, I don't want to hire unskilled individuals. It's a little thing, it's a minor thing, but everything like this affects the brain. So you begin to think in the negative, it's going to tear you down and pull you down. So believe me, try as much as you can to think in the positive. And those are some things we work with with people in handwriting analysis of how to change your writing to think more positively. And as we talked about before, write your goals down. Your goals will become crystallized and sharper, and it will give them credibility. Once you put something on a piece of paper, all of a sudden it means something. There's something there. So you know yourself you can promise to pay a bill, but unless you write that check to pay the bill, it's never done. So you get credibility by doing something. So take the time to write the goal down and be successful in that. And be precise. In writing goals, use dates and time and amounts if it has to do with money. And any business proposition, of course, has to do with money. In order to be measure achievements, you really need to have the dates and the times down. You should always know which goals have been achieved and which goals are still need to be attained. So writing all that stuff down will will really help you. Another thing is to set realistic goals. Only set goals that you can achieve. If you choose goals that are way too far out, you're just going to have failure and everything else in your life is going to fall apart too. So you need to have reachable goals. If you're not a far thinker, then just take and work on these short steps to get somewhere. Write down your major goal and write down those 6, 7, 8, 10, 12, whatever steps there are to get there, and then take just those small steps. Some people like to take giant steps. Many people like to take small steps. So no matter what, take that step and make it sure it's attainable, you can achieve it, and then once you achieve it, cross out that date and the goal and you'll be very happy. We've got lots more to talk about in goal setting. We'll be back. You're listening to Handwriting Secrets Revealed. Let's return to Handwriting Secrets Revealed on TalkZone.com. Here's your host, Dave Grayson. We've been talking about the dynamic triad, which is goals and willpower and determination for success, and all those things we can see in the handwriting. And we've been talking about goals, of setting down the goals, how important it is to put it in writing, put information down. Again, a good website to go to is mindtools.com, and they talk about the pneumatic Smart, S-M-A-R-T, specific, measurable, attainable, and time-bound. So to have success in goals, you want to be specific about the goal. You want them to be measurable, something you could achieve. You want it to be attainable, and you want it to be action and time-bound. So you decide by next Tuesday, I'm going to get this done. You also need to set priorities. When you have numerous goals, sometimes we don't know which to do first or which to do second or which to do last. Prioritize them. And sometimes you reach kind of like a roadblock where you just can't get any farther or this one is frustrating. Then stop that goal. That's why it's so helpful in putting it down on a piece of paper. If you're working on a goal and you just run across this roadblock, you can't finish the project, you can't get it done, it just emotionally or mentally or physically too 
difficult for you, then put a circle around it, forget about it 100%, and go to one of the other goals that you're trying to work on. Sometimes it's just good to get away from it, to step back from it, to to totally let it leave your mind so that you can now concentrate on something else, and then you'll be able to go back to it. And sometimes something you learned in working on another part of a different goal helps you answer the or solve the problem in that one goal you put off. Another thing is reward yourself. As you achieve the smaller goals, set all these different goals down, but as you achieve, reward yourself, whether it's um, free time for yourself, maybe some fun activity you like, maybe it's an extra trip to the gym, maybe it's a special meal out sometimes or by yourself, whatever it has to be, something little, doesn't have to be huge, but something to reward yourself. Two rewards you get. One is the mental reward of finishing that goal and crossing it off the piece of paper to make a big mark and say finished or done, complete, or circle it or square it or whatever. That's the mental part. The physical part of achieving a goal is your reward. It doesn't have to be a big reward, maybe just special candy bar you like or something, but something that makes you happy, that makes you know that you've achieve something, and that'll spur you on to the next goal and the next goal and the next goal. If you achieve a goal too easy, you need to create more difficult goals. Sometimes people, especially if you cross your T low, you make things too simple for yourself. However, if you don't want goals that take an enormously long time, a shorter and precise goals uh, assessment would be better. If you discover you can't complete a particular goal or rethink a goal in several weeks or so, then you need to just cross it out or put it on the side. You don't want to have a goal where you have to spend weeks and weeks working on it. That's not the idea of short goals. Short, short goals are things that keep you motivated, that keep you working on things. Don't be afraid to rethink the big picture, adjust it, and change those smaller goals. Success will come, and the the success will come even quicker if you can write the goals down and achieve them as you go along. Goal setting takes a little time and a little thought, but it's an important factor in your success. And we work a lot with that with people in handwriting analysis. We look at where you set your goals and where your will willpower is and your determination, and then we kind of set up a a plan of action for you. The second part of the triad after goal setting, once you set those goals, then you've got to get it done. So the next one is willpower. Uh, do you have the willpower to reach your goal? Willpower is the capacity to overcome unwanted thoughts, feelings, and impulses. That is really important because you can have this goal, but as you're beginning to get through it, Things make you want to go in a different direction or, you know, I can't really do that or this is too much or I'm not sure I'm capable. If you have willpower, you are able to delay gratification in order to meet long-term goals. In other words, you really have the willpower to stick to it and get it completed. Willpower creates a cognitive system of behavior rather than emotional reactions. And that's so important. So much of the stuff we deal with every day is under emotional reactions. But with the willpower, we develop the cognitive system of behavior. So now it becomes a part of your life as opposed to just an emotional reaction. The strength of a willpower is shown by the heaviness of the T-crossing. We talked about where you set your T, the bar on the T, whether it's low, medium, high. We're going to talk now about how heavy that crossbar is. So if you wrote the letter to or the word the, you now know where you set your goals. Now take a look at the um, the teeth crossing itself, but how does it look in relation to the rest of the writing? There's three points we will look at. Is it lighter than, is the T crossing lighter than the upstroke of the T or the H or the E? Is it darker or is it the same? Any one of those will tell us how your willpower is, how your desire to finish the job and, and, and make it happen 
that's what's going to tell us. Willpower is very, very important to achieving the goal. So let's take a look at that T-crossing. First of all, if the T-crossing is very short, you only talk cross just a little bit on either the left and the right side, well, that tells us there willpower. There isn't much willpower there. Uh, you, you'll start a project, but you're not going to finish it. So we can do things to help you increase your willpower, but know that a real short T-crossing, you're not going to have much of a achievement because you, you lack the willpower. If it's very long, and maybe it goes over, if you write the word the, and it goes over the H and the E, it's a nice long T-crossing, that's what we call enthusiasm. You really get in, involved in your goals. So you're going to have a lot of success quickly. The tiny, very short T-crossing, they're going to have to work at it a lot. The long T-crossing, you're really going to get into it and get excited about it and get working at it, and you're going to achieve it quicker than everybody else. If it's just kind of over about a letter and maybe it it uh, covers uh, a part of the letter before and after, kind of an average length, then you're pretty much the average with everybody. You have willpower, but we need to increase it a bit and work on that. Now, if the T-crossing is much lighter than the rest of the the letter, so you write the word the, T-H-E, and you look at the T and you look at the T-crossing, and the T-crossing doesn't look real heavy. That's what we call a light line writer. There's a couple of things with a light line writer. First of all, they don't remember things of the past. They, things, you know, they might remember real important things like the day they were married or the day some accident happened, but they're not going to remember the little things of life. They're going to grow up and forget so they'll be in a conversation with people and people remember what they did in second grade and, and that great, um, club they were in in high school and the activity they had in college, the light line writer isn't going to remember those things. It doesn't mean they're stupid. It doesn't mean they don't have a brain. It's just that things aren't really etched in memory. It just kind of happens and you move on. It's the same way with the willpower. You, If you are a light writer, you're, you're going to have a hard time achieving your goals because you don't really stick to it. You don't follow through. You don't have the energy to complete it. Now, the positive thing is if you have a T-crossing that's heavier than the letter of the T. So the bar looks heavier. So many executives, I've got many copies of uh, executives, CEOs of, of businesses, and they have those heavy crossing T's. And often the I is that real heavy also. And those heavy cross T's is a lot of willpower, a lot of drive, a lot of desire. People don't get to be a CEO of a company by kind of sit back and do their job day in and day out. They do it by taking the extra step, by really getting into it and buy into everything. So um, the willpower, if you cross your T's a little bit heavier than the rest of it, it's going to make a big difference. As we said, goal is important, but willpower is also very important. Most people feel that they could improve their lives if only they had more willpower, more stamina. If we had more willpower, we'd be, we'd probably be eating right, we'd exercise regularly, and we'd save for retirement, all the good things. But if we don't have good willpower, we kind of let those things slide. They're not as important. Stop procrastinating and achieve all forms of laudable goals by increasing your willpower. And in handwriting analysis, we can do that for you. A survey conducted by the American Psychology Association found that willpower was the number one reason individuals felt they could not make a proper change in their life. They didn't have the willpower. They didn't have the desire. They didn't have the drive. They didn't have the energy. Working on improving your willpower can be the most important thing you do for your success. So you have an idea, a goal, you want to achieve it, you set your goals down, and then you need the strength of courage, strength of yourself to fulfill that desire, to fill that goal. So willpower is very important. And it's it's not something that's easy obtainable. Some people have it or they don't. 
but through handwriting we can therapy we can work in helping you develop that power. The last part of the triad is determination. In other words, are you going to follow through? You know, you maybe want the goal, you have the desire to get it accomplished, but do you have the stick to Do you have the follow through? And determination is believing that you can control your destiny. It's a part of attitude. It's a part of strength. It's a part of goal setting. It's a part of willpower. It's a part of everything. The determination to get something done. Obstacles come along. They always will. That's part of life. The determined person will work around those problems, obstacles, and find success. They'll have a stick-to-it way of thinking. And that's so so important. In handwriting, we see determined by the downstrokes that expend below the baseline. In other words, the letter Y, the letter G. The determination, we just look at that line going down. You make the G, the round part of the G, and then your line goes below the baseline. The length of that line is your length of determination. If you just go down a little bit, you once you get into a project, you kind of don't have to, you kind of lose faith in it. You don't follow through. If the line goes very long, then you do have determination. You will follow through and you will have the ability to finish. So we can really do wonders with handwriting analysis and helping you to know if you have the willpower, the determination, and the goals to succeed. We're going to do some more talk about handwriting analysis, but first we're going to take a little break. Be back in a moment. You're listening to Handwriting Secrets Revealed on TalkZone.com with your host, Dave Grayson. Welcome back. You can improve your odds of success and happiness with a few strokes of the pen. Change your handwriting and change your life. It's a very powerful statement as it gives you the ability to, to direct your life the way you want. Unlike other methods of changing behavior that can take years of implementation, if they work at all, handwriting changes can have the effect on the personality very quickly, within hours, within days. All you need to do is model the kind of good handwriting associated with the type of person you want to be, and the rest will follow. Slowly but surely, your life will fall into line in accordance with the handwriting you display. You are not talking about penmanship here. We don't mean, you know, exactly right the perfect Danielian or Zaner Bloser or Palmer method, but it's the traits and the way you make each letter. Over the past oh, 15 years or so, Change Your Brain, Change Your Life movement has received a massive following, and Change Your Handwriting fits right in. Neuroscientists know that using the hand to write instead of a computer or iPad, has multiple benefits that are practically lost on people who don't write with a pen or a pencil. Motor skills, hand-eye coordination, and force focus all develop through handwriting. Now you can turn your handwriting to your advantage by changing it for the better. Primary teachers know well that if the eyes aren't coordinated, then the difficult in reading is there, plus the difficult in uh, concentration, and then the difficult in understanding what is read. So coordination is very important. And coordination is built by activities that the body uses, but really the fine-tuning of coordination is done by writing, printing or cursive writing. Cursive is a little more developmental than printing. So it's really important that a child or adult learns cursive. If you never learn cursive, it's going to help many things in your brain. Uh, your ability to judge and focus all will be changed a lot. An individual's handwriting reveals hidden dimensions and personality secrets with up to 85% accurate. Nothing is accurate. If you go to a psychologist or take a psychological test, it's, again, 85% accuracy. 
It's the same in handwriting analysis. It's been tested and tried that it's about 85% uh, effective. The problem is it's the human personality. We can never quite understand totally the human personality because each person reacts a little bit different. But just as with therapy, a handwriting analysis has accuracy of about 75%. And again, that accuracy depends upon the analyst doing it. If you've got a sloppy, poor analyst, you're not going to get a good report. If you have a poor therapist, you're not going to do well. So it's also important to check out the background of the therapist and check out the background of the handwriting analyst. Organizations from Fortune 500 corporations to FBI to just small independent businesses use handwriting analysis. It's a routine part of many evaluation processes. And it's used in many area, many countries around the world, less in the United States, more in the European countries, and in India and the Asian countries. No joke. It really is used in many areas of the world. Companies want to know everything about a person short of following them 24-7. Of course, now they check people on line and uh, Facebook and all those kinds of things. But handwriting adds another layer of information about a person. Hiring and firing people is about as important as it gets when building a company. And you don't want to use shortcuts. There's mediocre mediocre results in many things. But handwriting will give you very definite outcomes. On the hiring side, some researchers say that half of all hires don't work out. Even organizations with big HR departments are strapped when it comes to recruiting qualified and and difficulty in evaluating the people that they have or want to place in a position. With expert analysis, you can see positive and negative traits and even predict how someone will react in pressure situations where your company's success is, is on the line. You know, it's so often important to see how somebody's going to react to something. That's where, that's the key to everything. You have a salesman out on the road. And if they re- find a customer or a possible client that's very upset, how is that salesman going to react? That's what's important. And we can use handwriting analysis to tell how a person is going to react to something. Some examples of positive traits revealed by handwriting analysis. They work well as a team. Friendly, easy to get along with, maybe a fast thinker who reacts quickly to change in circumstances. Maybe they're self-directed. We'll find out if they're self-motivated. Self-motivated is probably extremely important. You know then if the person is motivated, you don't have to worry about monitoring them as much. They're going to come to work and do the job and, and probably do a little bit more. And check their morals and can they be trusted. Trust, of course, is probably the most important thing in business or life all over. So we can find out the trust factor of an individual. Examples of some negative traits would be um, they might exhibit erratic behavior and they seem unstable at times. They become very argumentative. Uh, they've, they're disagreeable. You don't know how they're going to react in a group situation or maybe with other people they have to work with. You'll find some violent personality tendencies, uh, maybe just getting angry or taking it to the next step. They get easily upset, and they may react physically to perceived negative things against them. So we can find a lot of plus and negative things in handwriting analysis, and we like to believe that you can write your way to success. We can change your handwriting, change your life. We can build, as we talked about today, the forces to achieve the determination, the willpower, and the the goal setting. With handwriting analysis, we can do things to help you change different things in writing to help you reach success. Or we can do some things to help your ego. Maybe you're not sure you can accomplish things. You kind of get down in the dumps or you... You know, everybody else works so much better than you and has so much better success than you do. Well, we can work at building up your ego by working on your handwriting. We can help you get better grades if you're in high school, college, even elementary, but mostly in high school, college, or graduate school. We can show you ways to 
change your handwriting that will also involve different thinking processes and different traits to help yourself to get a better grade, a better mark on, on the work you're doing. We can instill a business a sense. You want to start a business, but you're not sure how to accomplish it or what you need to accomplish or really how to start a business. Well, we're not going to help you start the business, but we're going to help you to understand how a business begins and some important things that business people think about with organizational ability and positiveness. Those things we will look at your handwriting, and if you have them, fine. If you don't have them, we can help you achieve those in your writing. Creating social ease, a big thing people have is is being at ease when other people are around. Maybe going into that job interview is very difficult. Well, a handwriting analysis and uh, some graphotherapy, we can help you to develop different things in your handwriting that will make you more at ease with other people. And probably the most important self thing is, important thing in everything now is branding. We can help you brand your identity. Your identity brand is your signature. How you write your name on a piece of paper is exactly how you are, how you present yourself to people in the world. So we can spend a lot of time working on your signature, how you make certain letters, uh, the size of the signature, the slant of it, does it go up or down, do you underline it, do you put fancy curly cues, is it bland, is the first name larger than the second, is the second name larger than the first. All these things tell you about how you appear to other people, not how you are, but how you appear. So we can make you feel much stronger and better and more personal about yourself by adapt, adopting and changing your handwriting. So those are some things we you can do. We'd like you certainly to look at our website, handwritingsecretsrevealed.com. And until next time, this is Dave Grayson saying thank you for listening, and we're now signing off. Mm-hmm.